0: Welcome back to another episode of Zero Deliberations. I'll be your host, Zach, with uh, my co-host, Trevor, over here. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite places and settings uh, in fiction, right? Yeah, pretty much. Favorite fictional settings. Well, that intro. You want to start it off, uh, yeah. With your favorite fictional setting? <laughs> yeah, so let's... Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> obviously, it's Star Wars. Yes, I sir. talk about Star Wars with fucking every other trope. A- anything about roughly relating to writing or story shit, I always bring up Star Wars. Obviously, I love Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Got to be in there.
1: Yeah, definitely a big one. Can't not mention it. I mean, obviously, it's got its shortcomings, but... The uh, I like sci fi, I like the broadness of a lot of it, and the symbology of Star Wars, even if some of it can be on the nose, it obviously is impactful enough. It set a lot of the tropes for sci fi going forward. That's facts.
0: Okay, what's your favorite planet? Do you have one Ooh, favorite planet? I mean, or one that just pops into your head is very memorable. I like Coruscant a lot, you know, very... What happens there? Because I don't know it by heart. Coruscant's like the the capital
1: of the galaxy, essentially, you know, the metropolis-wide. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Did, did they go there in the movies?
1: Yeah, they go there in, like, the prequels. Okay. Because that's where like, the Jedi Temple is and stuff. Yes, okay. Um, and I just like it because the idea of, like, this huge city-wide...
0: It's like it's, Atlantis or some shit. Like. Yeah, it's, it's
1: super cool, but then also I love the idea of the, uh, the I forget what they're called, but like the, the layers, because like, um, in the show Andor, super good show. I know it wasn't super rated, because everyone's like, who the fuck is Andor? I don't give a shit, because he's some random character from Rogue One, whatever. But that show is really good, because it... Um,
0: they made a whole it, show for Bro? yeah God damn.
1: It's really good because <laughs> unlike normal Star Wars, you know death and all that isn't glossed over. It's a lot more realistic mm. and kind of how it impacts people and the effects that this empire has and I think it just very very more moving story made me a lot more interested in rebels as a whole. Because, like I like rebels, I like the idea of rebels, not 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 the show rebels I, <laughs> not I, that. I like like the faction, the rebels, but um. I always just found the Clone Wars more interesting because the Rebels are always just like, oh, yeah, they're these good guys, and, you know, Paragon of shit, and there wasn't depth to it, and I feel like that show adds a lot of depth to it, but in that show, sorry for the tangent. No, you're good. (laughs) In that show, they're on Coruscant, and uh, they're in, like, a park or whatever, and they're like, see this rock right here? This is the only part of uh, the actual planet that's still visible from... uh, you know the upper layer of Coruscant, or whatever, and it's like the peak of the highest mountain and shit. Damn. It's just they have like a little park thing around it, and Coruscant has all these layers underground that they're all like shady cyberpunk ass kind of, like. And um, you know, where do you get all the like? Where do you find all that uh, detail? I mean, there's, uh, they allude to it sometimes. They go to it sometimes in like the Clone Wars or like. Okay. Badass. So it's there hasn't been crazy shit fleshing it out. It's all just kind of been for the most part alluded to. I'm sure there's books and shit, but I don't fucking read I don't got Yeah, So
0: yeah, it's just like small parts and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. but that
1: intrigue and that vagueness also brings it in like I don't know. That's one thing too I like a lot of they leave some things vague so you can kind of fill in shit, but then
0: That's yeah. That's good. And then
1: when they do fill in more you know if they answer some questions i like when they provide you with even more questions and like oh what the fuck's going on here that aren't plot centric so they don't need to be answered so that they can hang and you can wonder and it just keeps you stuck in the world i feel like right
0: yeah you go through one door and you find two more and shit like yeah (laughs) but only one
1: of them is useful for the plot so then you're like
0: well what about that other door there right right
1: yeah okay that's
0: pretty sick bro so Star Wars uh, setting is, I I think for me the most like iconic to me would be whatever that planet is. Is that, I don't want to fuck it up, the one where they get Anakin from Tatooine. Yeah, that's pretty freaking iconic to me. Well, yeah,
1: I mean they're fucking. I was gonna say
0: Tatooine. But they I don't go to fuck that out.
1: like. A lot of stuff happens on Tatooine for being some random outer rim planet. Like, they go to it a lot for different things, which is one thing with Star Wars, which, like, it's simple, it's fun. But if you want to critique the world building, oh, you want a desert? Here's a desert planet. You want a city? Here's a city planet. You want snow? Here's a snow planet.
0: Like... They get the basics down for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's <laughs> almost
1: like you know, here on Earth we have a diversity of biomes on a single planet. Right. Why can't that exist elsewhere?
0: Hell yeah, but that's interesting. It, it's
1: difficult with this wide galaxy you have. I get they gotta do what they can and yeah. You? Like if you if you <laughs> if you're writing a story in a smaller galaxy, then all right, have them fleshed out. But no need to do that in such a wide thing. Right. So. What is your top fictional setting? And oh, why?
0: You know I gotta pick it, bro. Yeah, I already. The land hear, of Ooh.
1: Oh, I was I was in something from Yu Gi Oh, but land of Ooh.
0: Yeah, um, it's gotta be the land of Ooh, just because that was like the first time I had ever heard of like some post apocalyptic like world and stuff like that. And even hmm. back then, like me and the homies at you know school, like knew that that's what it was, just based off of like how the intro is and stuff like that. Like, you Mm. could tell, like, oh, this is, like, a end-of-the-world type of thing. Like, there's no humans around and whatever. So, like, I thought that it was just, like, an iconic, crazy... Like, that helped my imagination a lot. Like, Yeah, that show is very imaginative, wild, all over, whack. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tickled that part of your brain. It shows you that you can
1: have fun with world-building and, like, all that... Without sacrificing the depth of the story, or
0: Mm. making a kid show. Yeah, like well,
1: it's a kid show, and that lets it be a bit more wacky. And then there's still the depth of the lich being fucking. Yeah, dude, if you fucking hear some of his monologues and stuff, it's like,
0: (laughs) I mean, this is a kid show. (laughs) Yeah, they're using like straight like demonic sorcery and magic and shit in 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 this stuff, which is like also a really cool consistent theme throughout. It is all this like. Um, like mythological or whatever you call that, like type of stuff with like elves and goblins yeah, and ogres, and yeah, like they combining that with like uh I don't know, like modern animation was like really an interesting way to go about it,
1: yeah, but even so flipping those on their heads, one thing I also really loved is like instead of using the traditional Greek elements that everybody can use um, you know, fire, water, earth, and air, like Avatar. Mm. The elements are fire, ice, slime, and candy.
0: Oh, and like... Why? And there's like the, the, the... There's a fire kingdom, cloud kingdom, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: there's a million kingdoms, but like... The main elements are fire, ice, slime, and candy. And then later it goes into the whole... There's reincarnating of the surrogates, like essentially of these fucking elements you know, like the manifestations of them, Hell yeah. all that stuff, and it's like, but it's still goofy and whimsical, why the <laughs> f- is one of them candy,
0: why? Right, which would or be, even. which would probably be my favorite, like, specific place within it, if not their, like, treehouse, you know, like, the, the treehouse fr- yeah, the treehouse is iconic, everybody likes it, yeah, it's great, we all wanted, like, a freaking treehouse like that, that... Yeah. But yeah. the Candy Kingdom was really cool because to me, bro, the way that I always like thought of it in my head, this is like the physical representation of fucking Candyland, bro. Like the game Candyland, which I played all the time as a youngin', was like Yeah. This is like the real Candyland, thought, bro. This is fucking uh, badass. The uh perhaps Flapjack, like
1: you alluded to in the last episode, does take place, but at a different time period. Candy Island could have just been the candy You know, kingdom or well, not the candy kingdom, but the candy realms manifestation in a different area, yeah. Like, you could make that argument, it's interesting, bro. Or just because they lived (laughs) at a random pier that was in the middle of the ocean, they assumed everything was an island, so yeah, right. There is actually some interesting things there, like that
0: kind of tie in, yeah. Yeah. And maybe Pendleton did that ambiguous type of thing where you could make those connections because it's good for the franchise, it's good for your imagination, yeah. Um. So land of Ooh, bro, gotta be in there. Very imaginative, very cool, very fantasy and different for the time. Groundbreaking. Who's your
1: favorite non protagonist in the story?
0: Uh, not Finn or Jake, obviously. Hmm. I always thought Marceline was really cool, just because like she played guitar. She was like a punk type. Don't play guitar, bro. Oh, bass. But, yeah. Bass, sorry. <laughs> I remember as a kid, like, thinking it was a guitar and yeah. Shit, But, yeah, fucking, she was just, like, a cool punk vampire chick. But I'm trying to think of more, like, detailed. So if you haven't
1: watched the whole show, like, I want to get a tattoo of both of them. But, like, Marceline and Ice King. And they're dynamic together. I don't know if you watched that far. I mean... Got to know about Simon and all that. Yeah. And who he was and more of that shit.
0: I, did, I just don't... I, like, I watched it even, like, as a kid, but I didn't understand what the fuck was going on.
1: Yeah, that's how it was. Like, because I watched Avatar as a kid, and then I recently kind of But you can explain it to me, like, what, like in a nutshell, like... So, I mean, you know, the world obviously went to shit, you know, and there was the apocalypse going on. There was, like, zombies, essentially and Marceline's just a little girl, and Simon was a, uh, what the fuck, he was like a professor, and he found the crown, the artifact, and he was trying to protect her through the zombie apocalypse, and he would use this crown, and it was sort of like that evil power-up thing. Uh, Kind of what I'm thinking you were talking about when you mentioned uh, Jaden in the last episode as well, where it's like, you know, he gives into that darker side, And it gives him this power, but he risks losing himself completely. And it, you know, the power gets stronger each time he puts it on, but so does that risk of not being able to be himself again afterwards. Yeah. And.
0: Okay, I get that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, she knew Simon, and then eventually he became this fucking weird-ass dude, the Ice King and shit.
0: This pervert and shit. Yeah. Trying to block princesses a yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> kidnapping princesses
1: constantly. And, you know, she sympathizes with who he used to be and they try to go to that. and
0: That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. And then also talking about Finn, you know, he, uh, he still sees dude as Simon and there's that seeing the light in people. Right. And I feel like that show is really good at that too and all the darkness and chaos, there's still light to be seen.
0: Right. And... That's all, uh, encompassed in, like, the terrible fucked up land that's ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Very goofy. That'd be mine. What about your, uh, number two? My number two?
1: Um, well, just because I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3 recently, I'm oh. gonna have to say the, the Forgotten Realms. Been getting more into that because, so I've DM'd before, but when I DM'd, I ran my campaign in the, uh, Elder Scrolls universe, which if you're not familiar, Skyrim, and yeah. those shit. Um but been getting more into that because I've I like fantasy and, you know, elves and fucking magic and all that shit. Oh, yeah. Even the the ideas Tolkien essentially set forward, but I'm not the biggest fan of, you know, Lord of the Rings. So be it. But I like D D and the world around the Forgotten Realms. It's just very interesting as we were just talking about too. I, I like the idea of the evil, you know, fucking dude giving somebody power. I love warlocks because of that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, just the world building's fun and very open ended. It's open ended. It's fun and it like, it, there's depth to it, but it, it it takes itself seriously, but not too serious where it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, everything's dark and gritty. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's times for dumb jokes and fun. Right, right. That's why I love D and D and just that kind of shit too.
0: Right. And that is uh something that the first or uh, you know, my first one would be which I think this would be too, which is like unpredictability, which is a really great thing for uh, a setting, a world, whatever. Yes. Like big time. Yeah. Leaving that door open for unpredictable crap to happen or for you to implement it is like awesome or like a really useful tool because again, just good for the imagination, good for mm-hmm. creativity, um, and,
1: and that's why I like the D and D world too. Because obviously, it has to be made like that. Because here's a world where you can just kind of either you can run an adventure we have, or you can make your own. Yeah, if
0: you had hard limits on it, it would be not the same yeah. thing at all. And that's why I, I feel like it.
1: you know there is like Star Wars tabletop RPGs, but I just feel like that wouldn't be fun because Star mm-hmm. Wars is sure it's a little loose with some things, but there is some things that are hard in there that mm-hmm. if you take it away, it's not Star Wars. Right. d and D, I I feel like you could have a world in this realm, fuck it. We're just going to get rid of goblins because uh, <laughs> DM doesn't like goblins. Or, you know, when I was running shit, sure, Elder Scrolls doesn't have goblins, but I'm going to throw goblins in because I like goblins. But they're not going to be traditionally evil goons. They're just fucking dumb little dudes that are mm. around. Could you add, like, fairies
0: in? Yeah, you could. You can yeah. even play as a fucking fairy if you want.
1: Hell yeah. Like... There's, like, there's a lot of different playable races, and then...
0: What about angels?
1: Yeah, they're called Asimar, though. Okay. And then there's tieflings, which are, like, demons, essentially, like, mm. half-demon things.
0: Yeah, that's tight.
1: Yeah, like, there's there's a lot of shit, and if you don't want it, you can take it out. You know, there's freedom to that. There's bird people, there's lizard people, and then you got <laughs> your traditional orcs, elves, humans, and then they have, like, proto... And, can't call it hobbit because that's that's you know, yeah, it's a different copyright. thing, bro. <laughs> so they're halflings. But oh, then there's okay. also gnomes, and I don't get why the fuck there's halflings and gnomes because they're. I mean, there's probably differences. I'll probably get yelled at in but comments. But they're pretty identical. But they seem very similar, in my <laughs> estimation.
0: Maybe uh, the gnomes are an offshoot of them. Well, I think gnomes are supposed to be
1: more like, like uh, whimsical. Yeah, nomadic. Like, yeah, like druidic mm. is D like D druids are i don't know but i think they're tinkerers uh, halflings are just kind of humans <laughs> but small i don't know shit about halfling culture though so maybe that's why <laughs> yeah uh, it's all just weird it goes deep yeah it, it does but you can choose how deep you want to go into it and it doesn't affect your enjoyment of it if you choose to be shallow or deep with it and i think that's mm-hmm. a huge benefit of the world building of it
0: Bro, it would be really cool with that to, like, conceptualize it and then, like, work with an animator to, like, get that shit made, at least to a certain extent, like, short clips of it
1: made and stuff. So, if you're familiar with Critical Role at all, I don't know,
0: Mm.
1: Uh, Critical Role is, like, they stream themselves playing D&D. It's a bunch of voice actors, uh, DM'd by Matthew Mercer, if you know him, Mm. uh, he voiced I I predominantly know him as he voiced McCree I think they changed his name in Overwatch he also voiced like Kylo Ren in fucking uh, the uh, Battlefront 2 damn but anyways yeah it's like a bunch of voice actors playing D&D and their first campaign or whatever they made into an animated series on Netflix oh
0: that's right okay yeah I
1: didn't watch Critical Role but I've actually been like meaning to watch that series because it looks cool and it's kind of goofy and all that Mm -hmm. So,
0: damn, okay. So people are doing shit like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And
1: I and I think too with how loose the uh Yeah, cuz they got like a open source kind of thing. I think you could use their stuff as long as you say it's their crap. I I don't know how it works exactly with no, that. that's fair. Cuz I know you can sell books with like supplements using their rules. But anyways, what is your number dose? Number 2? All
0: number right. Two. So I got uh it's actually the Third Yu-Gi-Oh series town or city that they're set in, which is called New Domino. But specifically that, not the whole world? Um that pretty much is the whole world, more or less. Like it does like go to it cuts to other locations but to the confines of the story, that's That's matters. mainly where the whole thing is. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. um it's essentially an island, um, divided into two. Um one is called the, the – the lower sector is called the satellite se- sector, which is where all, like, the basically poor and impoverished people are funneled into and then – or kept at. And then, you know, there uh there was a bridge, but now there's just tunnels that are connecting to the main city, which is – they just call the city, at least in the dub. Um, and it really just highlights, like, the – real world dynamic or real world uh i don't know what you call it implementation of social division or like having like okay we're gonna not pay attention to any of these parts over here and then we're gonna put all the resources into this part over here and it like literally shows it it's all smoggy and like terrible conditions and everybody's working in like factories and on, on on assembly lines and shit like ripped up clothing and shit like it's very well done to, down to the small details and stuff like that um and the whole basically story of it is that they're trying to unite the two and like get rid of that social division and that that artificial um <clears throat> that artificial poverty that like these people are fa- like, it's real so, poverty but so is it like One city sort of the
1: industrial side and the other's kind of more residential. They're not doing as much.
0: It's more like a downtown area, if you will, where it's all big buildings and and trains and fucking like a modern Japanese Tokyo. Yeah, well you still need
1: industry though, so that's why it's like But they they treat them as lessers, is is what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: not only that, it's like
1: Which side is the protagonist protagonist He he's from? from the
0: satellite satellite is the 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 poor side and that was because like after his father died in the zero reverse explosion which is what like the catalyst yeah yeah which is what like essentially made it that that explosion split the city in two Hmm. and so like his father was instrumental in that division you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then he was orphaned and brought up in the satellite as an orphan with his boys who a couple of them ended up – one ended up going to evil and he had to fight him. And the other one – or the other two ended up being his companions that he ended up, like, summoning the, the giant savior dragon with and shit, which is pretty cool. And then, um yeah, it's just like – it's really like well done in terms of attention to detail with like how shiny and new and and all the access to different services that they have like I don't know stuff like food and coffee shops and like trains and mm-hmm. whatever transportation if you will um even dueling like they're not allowed to collect cards in the satellite but everybody in the main city is allowed to just live with them and duel with them mm-hmm. and collect them buy them whatever and like, it's all about, um, there's a bridge called the Datalist Bridge, which was supposed to connect them, that was made by one guy way back before these, these dudes came up, like, that was his idea, was, or like, not way before, but it was like, so what's well, to stop motherfuckers
1: from satellite pulling up to the other city? Is there is sector security? Okay, yeah, yeah. I was say is that like
0: the antagonist of the series or something that kind well, of Well, then the antagonist ends up getting recruited um, by the people that run the whole operation, really, right. and and they're trying to use him to lure uh, our protagonist out of the satellite. They're trying to use him, like his best friend, as like. We're going to build you up to be, like, our star. And then your friend is going to come trying to fight you because he doesn't like that you abandon him and everybody in the fucking thing. And, you know, essentially it's, like, a really cool um, dystopian, like, future, Japanese futuristic city island thing that, like, shows the consequences of basically government over, like, overreach and shit like that, and Mm. how that was brought about by, like, one individual with an idea, his name was Rex Godwin and shit, and, like, it got dismantled or destroyed by one individual who was our protagonist, so it's kind of cool, like, it shows that, uh, and he didn't really destroy it, more so defeated the evil within the city, and then built that bridge that daedalus bridge they completed it and like united the two and made it more even or fair or whatever you oh know? it wasn't completed before like yeah because while they were growing up i guess like while they were orphans and shit there was a guy that had an idea to unite the two with mm-hmm. the daedalus bridge but then he was stopped by the powers that oh, be. okay
1: see i thought you said that he built it and then it was just like that's protected the, or that's the,
0: yeah no it was like the idea was for it to be built, but then he got—I don't know if it was killed and they changed it in the dub type of thing or whatever—but he got stopped from building it essentially.
1: So, what is it you like so much about this?
0: Um, exactly. How like what, for what, me, it's just like how much detail they they gave to it in terms of like making this like the slums look like the slums and making the the big nice. Sh- New city, it looked like where everybody should want to be. Like, it be, wasn't bro. just a half
1: assed, like, <laughs> these guys are good, these guys are.
0: Yeah, like, when I watch, like, other, I don't know, just Yu Gi Oh! or even other animated shows, maybe there's not as much attention to detail because it's not as instrumental in the story or in the it plot. Wasn't,
1: yeah, because it wasn't as foundational.
0: Yeah, like, you don't really care about, like, the conditions people are living in necessarily. Well that's why they had to level. pay
1: attention one, one thing I really value in like world building is when they pay attention to things that it's not important to the plot but it helps you get an idea for what's going on in the area. Exactly. Kind of get a feel That that's why I like the uh, lower levels of Coruscant because you get an idea that it's kind of shady and mm-hmm. you know the, the powers that be don't really care about the citizens down there as much and you know, all mm-hmm. that Right, but, and you they, know, it, it's not ever really plot centric that it needs to focus on it.
0: Right, and like in in uh, the name itself, it's called New Domino City, which is a reference to the original city in Yu Gi Oh, which is called Domino City. Which mm. it's like the to me the esoteric. Like, why would you call the town Domino? Why would you call it New Domino? It's because it's meant to fall. Like, every Mm. town is meant to fall, bro. Like, or every great city, every great civilization. Like, and of course, like, okay, new series, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. What's the town called? New Domino. It's actually, like, Neo-Domino, but it's essentially in the dub. It's just called New Domino. Mm. So, like, it's, it's real interesting. It's like, they're telling you right there, up front, like, is gonna fall like the whole purpose of this creation this new creation is for it to fall so that's pretty interesting but i'm
1: sure a lot of fanboys got pissed and were like oh they're just pandering naming it new domino for nostalgia
0: but it's kind of like a two for one type of thing like Like, it's both of those things like it works as that if you can read into it or it's just like a callback that people are like cheap shot or whatever yeah (laughs) you you know we
1: get all butthurt about those kind of things it's like New
0: Tatooine, head ass, no. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That'd be crazy. I mean, that's, that's
1: what that. Jakku was, bro. They were just like, here's a new desert planet that functions uh, the same, in the sequels at least, but... Interesting.
0: I didn't know. Yeah. But... But yeah, then, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really dope world, and otherwise, you'd have to go with Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, which is the one before that, because that's where they're at dual college, and like, Every freaking kid wanted to go to dual school and shit. So. school, bro. It's a whole trope, too. <laughs> yeah. So. so that was Dual pretty college. Sick. Like, they literally, like... The like the intro is, like, them going to a, a private island, bro. And there's, like, three divisions that are based on each of the God cards. So Slifer Red, Obelisk Blue, and Raw Yellow. And, like, the whole thing is about, like, the people in red are the slifer slackers and that's what our protagonist is like he's a he's just a shitty little slifer slacker but like bro's the underdog and shit and like he makes the most out of not only like his cards and like his time there but like everybody else around him and he's utilizing you know befriending people from obelisk blue and raw yellow and like intermingling and finding out what this dorm is up to and that dorm is up to like it's pretty interesting shit. Like you know, it's it's cool for what people expect from Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, yeah. like it's just a card game. What is, like what are they doing? Like going to the card shop? Like no, bro. Like no, they're going to fucking card like, school. Like dog. they're fighting demons, bro. <laughs> going to the shadow realm, bro. AKA hell. Like, Imagine
1: pulling out to school and they're like, "All right, today we're going to the shadow realm." Nah,
0: I'm God. <laughs> No, but it's it's always like. The way it works itself in, in Yu-Gi-Oh!, the Shadow Realm thing is, like, a lot of times characters don't even know until they're in a Shadow game that, like, oh, the stuff that hasn't been real is now real, and now we have to, like, duel for lo- for our life and shit so like that.
1: explain the Shadow Realm further, because... It's just hell. It's just hell? That's all it yeah, essentially Yeah, but,
0: but in the dub, they can't use hell, mm. so they change it to the Shadow Realm. Oh, okay. It's literally the translation yeah,
1: I, I wasn't sure if there was some more depth to it because I mean D&D universe has like the Shadowfell which is just kind of a dimension between dimensions and I was thinking maybe it was something like that there so is, that the gods or the demons or whatever couldn't travel is so, to there
0: is something called like the dual monster or the spirit the spirit realm where like characters throughout the it'll usually be one character throughout each of the series will be able to go to that spirit realm and shit and they can like contacts uh, dual monsters and shit like that, which is, like, pretty cool. It's a, it's usually, like, like I said, it's a consistent theme in Yu-Gi-Oh for a character to have that ability. And they don't give too much detail to that realm as well as they don't give too much detail to, like, the Shadow Realm or Hell, but, like...
1: Yeah, I just see memes about sending motherfuckers to the Shadow Realm, so... Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, you know, they give it enough service to, like, for you to conceptualize what it is like mm. eternal darkness or whatever eternal darkness and fire for fucking the shadow realm and then like if this there's fire that that gives a lot of light how is it a shadow realm well i don't know it's <laughs> like i'm just saying like i'm just being smart probably what hell is and shit yeah. like yeah and then like the spirit realm is obviously just like a realm of fucking it looks like the normal realm. But it's all like light and mystical and shit. And then like mm-hmm. dual monsters are there, and they talk to them, and like they got weird fucking echoey voices and shit. You yeah, know? you got all like, those <laughs> echoey voices <laughs> in, in the spirit, spirit world, Worlds, bro. Yeah. Always, <laughs> you go to
1: spirit world, and motherfuckers don't got that fucking <laughs> reverb on their shit, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah what are you doing? Yeah, uh, you're you're missing something. But right. um, how about you? You got another one, brother?
1: Um. Off the top of my head, honestly, I'm trying to I think, think. an
0: honorable mention would be, for me, uh, you could say Dragon Ball, but in specific, like, Otherworld or, like, Snake Way, and then, yeah, like, honestly, the dude, way that all that shit is set up is yeah, so Yeah, how detailed. falling
1: off Snake Way, going how, all you, that.
0: you meet, like, King Yemma, and he judges you and right. decides which way you get to go, like, and then, like, the way that they actually showed... Goku going through hell and encountering all his past foes and shit it was right. like really cool it was really detailed and fun fun and like filled up a lot of episodes that shit is <laughs> damn near biblical bro like it's really cool well it cause it it's mirroring it, it did a good job of taking shit. inspiration
1: from like some of that and some other
0: mythologies and yeah. kind of making their own thing I, yeah it's definitely it's iconic like yeah. iconic piece of animation like I I mm-hmm. wouldn't mind bro getting like some digital picture frames of, like, iconic fucking Dragon Ball scenes or, like, specifically Snake Way. Like, a gif of, like, Goku on fucking Snake Way. I would, like, I would have that shit in my, in my home and shit. Just it's just of, iconic. Just got
1: to get it, like, a loop of him sprinting or whatever across <laughs> Snake Way. Yeah. Just like, from different angles, different no, cuts.
0: The part where, like the demon like henchman or whatever like drops him off and then he just like flies and shit he's like you can fly <laughs> <laughs> like i need that like, i need to
1: rewatch this shit i just remember the goofy like troll looking dudes with hell on their written on yeah, their shirt yeah
0: that like with the horns and <laughs> yeah. shit yeah oh god that shit is geeked like um yeah i mean those are pretty good fictional settings that we picked yeah. What are what are your favorite fictional settings? You probably got some weird ones, you know, like Steven's Universe and shit like that. Yeah. You
1: know? I I'm torn if I want to watch that show or not. It seems weird people, but I hear people, people praise it.
0: Yeah, people tie it in with like the likes of Adventure Time. I know. That's
1: why literally that comparison is why I'm like, oh maybe I should,
0: maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah. But because I've seen some other things about it where I'm like that eh, sounds kind of cringe exactly exactly
0: <laughs> it's a little bit weak bro how about Gravity Falls have you ever watched that?
1: I liked it a little bit as a kid but uh I think
0: it might be the same animation I had it kind of like,
1: just on as a background show for a while but I didn't pay fucking attention there was a just...
0: lot of like Freemason yeah, weird I know. symbology in yeah, there yeah there's literally
1: oh. a dude who's just like the Illuminati
0: logo I remember <laughs> yeah it was like I remember getting like uh, compilations of that back in the day being like a 13 12 year old and shit like steven's universe illuminati (laughs) and i'm like damn like i would come to find out like you could find so much of that in like all those freaking shows yeah (laughs) yeah because it's like a little like tip of the hat in my opinion from like the creators of it
1: i feel like with gravity falls though it's kind of specific because that's kind of what the show is about in a sense of like the weird kind of going on so Mm-hmm. They draw on things that are already kind of conspiracies because then it makes it easier to solve conspiracies
0: true yeah like, it, it like it's it is playing on it at that point, yeah, yeah.
1: but uh yeah okay. let us let us know your favorites down below. let us know if we should watch TV universe if it's worth <laughs> it in time. <laughs> drop a like if you enjoyed and uh subscribe for new episodes each Thursday at six. See you next week, kiddos, peace and love, peace
0: and love oh, I Ooh, hit it we hit that.